0: Welcome to In the Making. I'm your host, Katie Stewart, founder of Cheyenne Studio. Today, my guest is Francis Thrasher, founder of Kindred Skincare, an oil-based skincare line that is hand batched and made for allergy-prone skin. Hi Francis, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for inviting me. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about Kindred skincare because your product is really unique in that you focus on sensitive skin and allergy-prone skin, which is something that definitely runs in my family and I have run into over the years. So I wanna talk a little bit about your backstory and how you ended up making Kindred Skincare. You started out in the textile industry, which is very different from the skincare industry. So could you tell me a little bit about how you started out working with textiles and kind of made your way or found yourself in the skincare world?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I went to uh, Georgia Tech a long time ago when they still had textile engineering degrees. And it's actually, uh, it, is the, it is the reason I'm in the skincare business, because I was in the back of a plant that was extruding polypropylene uh, one summer uh, with like a summer internship. And just that overexposure, I literally was the person in the back by the extruder is all the fibers coming out. And I went home that evening, I'd felt a little bad, but that evening when I went home, I had like hundreds of thousands of red dots all over my body where I had a massive allergic reaction. And that set up extreme dermatitis. You know, when you're in your twenties, you know, it happens like I, I couldn't spend the rest of the summer in the plant like I, I couldn't even go near the extruders, I would start breaking out again. But then you kind of start realizing all these things are like shampoos, soaps, but then also clothing, any kind of contact allergy, like um, flip-flops, thing, you know, anything like that would cause my skin to almost look like it was burnt. And so then you're like, all right, so you go to a dermatologist and they, you know, tell you to use a steroid cream and You know some very popular just over-the-counter chemical-based cleansers but nothing really helped and nothing was addressing kind of the root cause and i literally went back to my chemistry books and that whole solubility of like dissolves like and solubility factors i started literally with olive oil because it was a problem but then when i got pregnant with my first child 26 years ago The hormones just went crazy, and I couldn't use any soap. And so I just would use olive oil for cleansing, for moisturizing, everything. Um, I didn't like how heavy it was. I didn't like how it smelled. So then you start digging like, what are the other options? And you're doing this for yourself, and you have a second child who is born with sensitive skin, and you have to do things for her. I never thought it would be a business. All I was trying to do was solve my issues. But then as you progress through life and you realize just how many people, like you said, you and your family, so many people have sensitive skin and there's so many hidden contaminants and thickeners and foaming agents and all those things in so many things that even are dubbed natural. I had a friend who's a plastic surgeon in Atlanta who said, you really should turn this into a company. And that's what we did.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you had this terrible experience in your twenties. Was it something that you had kind of always experienced in lesser amounts, or was it something that kind of suddenly happened for you one day
1: that was you know it had not really happened before then like wow. that really was i can say like a pivotal swing it had not i had not i mean sure i'm fair skinned easily sunburned things like that, but I had certainly not had that kind of reaction before then because it i mean it was like um it was so intense, I guess, the level of exposure. Yeah.
0: And then you also mentioned when you were pregnant, you had more reactions to soaps and things like that. Is that a common occurrence? Hormones kind of affecting your skin and maybe causing more allergic reactions or things like that in pregnant women? Is that
1: something? Absolutely. So many things. The other fascinating thing is so many women experience an increase in their sense of smell. So if there are synthetic fragrances and things they are incredibly sensitive and equally sometimes repulsed by that because you have this heightened everything with with pregnancy. You also have a tendency to have maybe more dermatitis, acne breakouts, things like that as your hormones your hormones are are really swinging fairly wildly compared to what they are prior to when you get pregnant, especially the first time you're pregnant.
0: Yeah. So then for you having this chemistry background, so I said, you know, textiles and skincare are very different just, you know, in what you're ultimately doing, but in what goes into them and your knowledge, this chemistry you had to learn, there are a lot of similarities. Can you kind of talk to how those two things connected in your brain and how you put together what you had already known about chemistry to start looking into your own answer for this problem?
1: Absolutely. My husband always teases me. He's like, you're, you're still an engineer, and I think what happens is you have a problem, and you engineer a solution. So you, you know what you want your end result to be, so then you just start researching all the aspects of things that can make that better. So when I created my first one, I was just looking for an oil cleanse, and that's like our, our original cleanse. But then when I had, as an example of how to create a product, my children got at it. So how do you engineer something? How do you create a product that targets acne? And it's so much more than just the spot. You know, learning about dermatitis and learning about the fact that linoleic acid can help dermatitis. All right, well, what oils have linoleic acid? You know, and working backwards from there and then understanding the chemistry and proportions of, you know, castor oil. If you use it straight, it's too rough on the skin. It's an astringent. But proportions and understanding how things work together. That is, I guess, what I feel like our back, my background helps with our products.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the ingredients you landed on? They're, they're oil-based, all of your products. And what, what are some of the ingredients you decided are good that you commonly use versus some ingredients that you might widely recommend people stay away from or look out for in products that might be out there? Hmm.
1: Um, well, you know, thank goodness there has been such awareness about like the things that you want to avoid, like parabens and things like that. Um, there has been a massive amount of awareness and I so appreciate that in the last few years. Um, and so many hidden things in products that don't do anything for the end result. It might be, um, to make it feel a certain way when you put it on your skin. In other words, it has zero (laughs) really, applicable use for the actual skincare. It is all about texture, or like I've mentioned before, like foaming agents. You know, soap in and of itself is like water. It's thin, and it doesn't foam. But if you add a foaming agent, you add a thickener, it's what we're used to. Um, I have definitely some products I adore. I call them like my powerhouse oils, like rosehip oil. And evening primrose and calendula for all the antioxidant properties, all the healing properties. One of my all time favorites is geranium. Geranium helps with brown spots because we all get age spots as we age, all of us. Um, You know, we just have, you know, the more exposure we have, um, and geranium is an incredible, incredible essential oil, but it is an essential oil. So again, that goes back to chemistry. You want to be very careful on your proportions. You never want to apply something like an essential oil directly to your skin. You always want it in one of these carrier oils that's going to distribute it very safely. Um, gosh, I know I have so many. Uh, one of my other favorites, and I, I I don't know the correct. I guess everybody says it differently. Tamanu butter. It's from. It's like an Asian uh, fruit, and it's the nut from that. It's been used for millennia for antifungal antibacterial applications. It's in one of our moisturizers that I use everything from like my on my face, if I get a scratch, I get a cut, I use it because it helps heal. So there are a lot of products that I feel like I go to repeatedly. Rose geranium, not only is it smell great, helps your skin, but it also repels ticks. Who knew, you know? (laughs) Like so we have it in our bug spray, you know?
0: really interesting so it's it's cool that all these really natural ingredients can do all these different things that we might not know about how did you start to as you dove into this and start to experiment with things and create your own products start to develop them into not just something you were using and trying for yourself but take them and turn them into products that you were selling and create a brand around them and figure out exactly which ingredient does what and how how to turn them into a product and then turn around and sell that and make it not just this self-care that you were doing, but but turn it into
1: a brand. Like very purposefully you mean? Like kind of
0: Yeah, like how did you go from I'm experimenting with these things to solve some problems I'm having to I'm going to turn these into a unique product that hasn't existed before and sell that to other people. What were kind of the steps in between those two phases? Cause I feel like there's probably a lot you have to do in between creating something you can use on yourself to, to creating something you're allowed to kind of turn around and
1: put out there for the public. You know, when we, when I first started, um, it was five years ago, I really started with what I call my core, which are like the two basic cleansers, one for all skin types, one for acne, and then a daytime oil and a nighttime oil. Like those four products were where we started. In other words, here's a very simple, gentle, yet incredibly effective thing for other people to use. As we have added each product, I would most specifically say that additional products are answering questions that people have posed to us. Like, what do you do for this? Or I have the, you know, when you hear kind of the the same problems over and over, you listen and then you then create. And I never test on animals. We'll never test on animals. Um, But I have a cadre of people that are so willing to be guinea pigs. As you you know, talk to people and see what their problems are. And you realize we're all very individual, but there is a commonality to skin issues, I feel. You know, everybody has, as we age, we have a tendency to get a little bit more dry. Um, You know, there are certain areas of our life where we may have flare ups of acne due to hormones, whether it's when we're young, pregnant, menopause, whatever it may be. And so I guess as a brand and how to present these, I guess it most specifically is I'm listening and how can I help? And I think people have reacted very strongly to that. I mean, I had a woman call yesterday just saying, I just want you to hear it from my voice, how much this has affected my life and how much it has helped. And that never falls on deaf ears. I always am moved by that, very grateful and very humbled. And I think that as a brand, that's what we're trying to do. We're really trying to help problem solve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because you're somewhere between the medical world, I would say, and then the beauty and wellness world where you are in the wellness category, but what you're doing is really solving some dermatology problems, essentially. There are things that people are going to doctors for and getting steroids for and wanting to avoid all that. So you're kind of in this interesting space of medicinal, yet also wellness and spa and uh, comforting. So, how do you market that to people and bring that to people? Is there just already a group of people kind of looking for these answers pre-existing that you've found and been able to connect with, or how are you telling people about your products and what
1: you're doing? Hmm, that's interesting. You know. As far as it being medicinal, I will say, um, you know, we do not make claims in the sense of like, you know, this will cure this because that's truly a medicinal thing. Um, uh, word of mouth has been an amazing thing. I cannot tell you how many women say, I talked to my friend, her skin looked amazing. I noticed a difference. I asked her what she's doing. I will say, I hear that phrase a lot. Um, because it is hard in a sea of so many beauty companies out there. How do you stand out? If you're on a shelf with many other things, everything about Kindred is very relationship oriented. Our relationships with the people that sell our products in the stores. Um, I feel like our social media per- is very interactive. If you reach out on social media, I will answer you. I will give you an answer to a question if you have a concern and I have a lot of people that reach out that way. So I guess communication as best can be done while being you know not everywhere all at one time but um, just communicating with everyone whether again it's friends telling friends. stores, people going into stores saying, I have this problem. One of my favorite things to do is to go visit the stores where we have open houses and people come in. Yeah, that's a great question. I feel like we're constantly evolving in that way. I feel like, and that's the way to stay ahead is to always try to get new lines of communication with people.
0: Yeah. So another, another kind of strange question I think that I have is, Listening to you talk about your business, it's clear that this is a company that was very much started out of necessity and the desire to help and the desire to serve a purpose, not the desire to go out and make money. So I'm wondering how that has affected the way you've structured and run your business over the years because as as I've been talking to several female founders i I've found a lot of women seem to approach companies in a way where they structure the company so that they can have a better lifestyle and so that they can sell their product and offer the product, but they're not out to become the next giant retailer and take over the world. And it's a very different way to think about business Mm -hmm. that most corporations out there don't have. And when we think about a business, it's not maybe how we, how we think Mm -hmm. um, about a business plan and financing, et cetera. So What has kind of your approach to all that been and how have you kind of structured your business coming from a place of, you know, really wanting to kind of solve a problem more than anything else?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, It's a very good question. and, And I think that it is very different. I joke when I, when I've spoken many times, that this is a passion. I walk the walk. I've been doing this for 20 something years for myself. Now I'm sharing it with other people. I joke, it's not like last week I was selling shoelaces and that didn't work so well. So now I'm in skincare. It, this is very passionate. I do hand batch. I will never not hand batch. That is a limiting perspective, right? Like we are, we can only grow to so big to how much I can create. I certainly have people helping me with packaging and, 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 PR and all those things because you, even though you start out doing all those things yourself, you can't maintain all of that. I've had more than one person saying, well, you've got to outsource it. You've got, you know, you've got to outsource production. You have to, you have to do this if you want to grow. And I disagree with that. I think we're growing very steadily because of the integrity of how we proceed. You know, people know that there is a person behind this, making sure that everything is a first. There are no seconds. I think that that has been the driving force of the integrity of us always doing that. Even if we have people help us grow in other areas, that has to be, I think, kind of the bedrock of Kindred. Yeah. Have you answered your question? I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it does. I think... And I, I feel like I've had this topic come up a few a few times in converse times in conversation, but it it just strikes me as particularly interesting that the model of found a business and try to scale and grow as quickly as possible is not necessarily the right model, and I'm very interested in unique approaches to growing founding, growing, and scaling a business because it it doesn't always have to mean growing super fast and taking over the world it means you know for you you make the product and growing in a way where people may be able to take over other jobs within the business so you're not wearing 10 different hats mm-hmm. but then kind of still capping it at okay well we make as product as much product as we can make and that's the integrity behind it and that builds a different kind of business so it's just really interesting what kind of model you can create by just having this different approach and how that might make the products better and ultimately create a business with loyal customers and people that care about it more and and build a stronger circle, if you will. So I, I find that really interesting. Another question I have for you is just if there are any particular challenges you can think of that you've run into in building the business that you might want to share that could be helpful to other people out there i think every industry has its own unique challenges and has various various things that come up that might be unexpected is there anything you've run into over the years that you know you think is worth uh, talking about or sharing
1: you know if you have the enthusiasm and the passion to create a company you need to also listen to your gut because i feel like you have people come along and tell you no 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 you can't you can't do this or no 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 you 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 know this is what you should be doing and i think any time when i have come across people that are telling me what i can and can't do in a very you know I don't know, and in your, in your gut's telling you, you know what, I think, I think this is where the integrity lies. This is what, you know, listen to your gut, trust your gut, um, because that has brought you to the point that you're creating and doing all of this. And any time um, I have had something come along where someone's saying, well, you know, you're not doing this well enough or whatever, I find that to be not true I guess you know you you your what do they say your vibe attracts your tribe I think of the people that I have met that I have just wanted them to be a part of this oh my gosh I, I don't know what I'd do without them now you know what I'm saying these people that believed in you that are walking this journey with you they are invaluable and I think those are the people that then make this brand even better and these aren't the people that came in from the outside telling me that they were an expert in a certain field at all. You know what I'm saying? They were people that came in and, and saw p- potential. And certainly, I mean, they give great suggestions and, and I listen to them. But, but that positive energy has taken us so much further. You know, I, I have a handful of people. I, I joke with them all the time. They're the right part of my brain, the right side of my brain. I don't know what I do without them. Yeah. And they make this company better with their feedback, with their ideas, with their and I find the people that came in and told us things that you know completely needed to be scrapped. certain you need to overhaul this. you need no, you know tweaking, evolving, very important. How do you survive in this business world, especially with everything ever changing if you are not do not have the ability to adapt? But someone coming in and telling you, this all needs to be scrapped and this needs to be redone. I've, I've not seen that any of those people have been correct.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think you make a good point about just kind of finding the people that align with your own values and feel right for whatever brand you're trying to build is really important because I think trust and the people that are working with you that represent your brand are you know just as important as a founder. They're, you know, maybe more so. If you have people out selling the product, they have to represent everything that you stand for.
1: hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. And it and it's hard. It's hard to find those people. But like, you know, the team right now, the kindred team, it's like we're all aligned with the same goal. We all come to it from a different experience, perspective, and ideas, but we all kind of have the same, I don't know, compass that we're following.
0: Yeah. Did you find over the the years you've been growing Kindred, did you find that there was a, a lot of a learning experience in finding the right people and then running a team and kind of managing those people or how have you found that? Because I feel like as a business owner, there's the the business, there's the product that you're making and then there's the thing that you're selling. But then there's also kind of this part where you're in charge of a team and Working with that team and making sure everybody's happy and satisfied and doing their job properly and, and picking out the right people for for your company. How have you found that aspect of being a founder? I feel like that's something we don't often talk about. It's like the founder is in charge of coming up with the product or the service and making it awesome, but then they're also very much in charge of managing a bunch of people, which is a very different skill set. I feel like
1: it is It is very different, and I think it's something that I'm always working on. I feel like you know creating products and making them it's like that's easy, you know um, making sure that you are thinking of all the things to make the experience better for the people that are on this journey with you because you have the drive and the passion you're <laughs> you're working seven days a week because that's what you want to do but what about the people, like you say, and, um, and also realizing that some people come and go, I mean, like amazing people, like they're a part of your journey and then they grow into another direction in their own way. And, and, you know, it's so sad to see those people go, but they're an equally important part of how you've grown. And it's so cool that they are still in touch, you know, like it, you know, just cause people come and go isn't always a bad thing. And that's that's a lesson too. I mean, there have been times that people haven't been, you know, have had opportunities or they've gotten older, you know, and um, whatever it may be, it, it's been fascinating. And I think it is hard to, it's hard to find that balance because you want people to be happy and encouraged and be a part of what you're doing. They They can't just be kind of on the periphery you know you want to make sure they're feel very involved and very necessary yeah
0: yeah i mean it's interesting it's very different running a small business from a large corporation where there's an owner somewhere and you know he doesn't mm-hmm. know the thousands of employees that that work there and they're detached it's when it's a small business you're very invested in every single person that works with you and it's just a very different process
1: it is and i think that i'm constantly reminding myself to thank them and to let them know how much they do mean to me you know yeah as it you know it is it probably at some level is more stressful than working for a big company where you just show up you clock in you do your good job you whatever I'm sure that they are seeing probably a higher level of emotion good and bad each day because they're working this close to the person that's like on the front line
0: yeah, it's really funny saying thank you was very important. I worked in agencies for a long time, and then I took a freelance job at some company that I wasn't particularly excited to work at. But it was like a contract for a month or so. I didn't think the work was great, but I went there, and it was a primarily female-run company. And I had been used to working pretty much with like all men in advertising, and I went to this job, and the work was honestly kind of boring. But I did the work at the end of the day. Like five people said, thank you. You did such a good job. And I went home and I think I called my parents. I was probably like 26 or seven at the time. And I was like, I've never had a job where people say thank you at the end of the day before. This is so exciting. And it made, it made me want to work there. Even though I, I didn't love the work, I was like, oh my God, they said, thank you, <laughs> which it sounds like a little thing, but just remembering to thank the people you work with and tell them when they did something well it goes so far.
1: You know, I agree. I mean, I am grateful and I need to remind myself to tell them, I remember hearing a long time ago, people never leave a bad job. They leave a bad manager. And, um, that definitely resonates with me, you know, and I want to never be a bad manager. I'm sure I have my moments where, you know, we all do as humans, but it's like just remembering that uh, it's very important to me. It yeah. is important. And I'm very grateful for the people that helped me.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that our conversation kind of meandered into talking about uh, working with people, because I feel like your product very much is stemmed out of this wanting to help people with a particular issue. And then in this conversation about business, we kind of ended up talking about the people you work with. So I think your, your company clearly has this common theme of you just genuinely wanting to help and make connections and, um, you know, enjoy the people around you. So I I guess based on that, I want to kind of go back to your products a little bit and just ask if there are any particular products you want to talk about or that you think are are some of your favorites that you've seen particularly helpful to people over time that you might want to feature.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Gosh, I mean, how do you pick a favorite product, right? Um, I, I guess I can talk about the ones that people, uh, you know, are best sellers, that people respond to the best, right? Um, our very best seller is our serum. And it took me a long time to create a serum because I feel like there are a lot of serums out there. Like so many other things, how do you stand out? Like, you, you know, you've asked, like, how is it that you make something you market it, that you make it special. And I worked on this serum, oh my gosh, well over a year and a half. And really trying to develop something that is unique, organic, primarily. There are some ingredients that um, I can't get, like we have sake yeast in it. I love that there is sake yeast in it. Sake yeast binds with moisture in your cells, it plumps the actual cell. So it helps with fine lines and wrinkles. It has aspen bark, which is one of my all time favorite products because it is a larger kind of buffered form of salicylic acid, so it doesn't irritate skin and it's kind of antimicrobial. All these like magical things that happen when plants and oils combine, is just really cool. And so I have so many people say oh my gosh I can tell if I go a day or two without using it you know my skin doesn't look as good it doesn't feel as good um I had a woman call yesterday our body oil for years was our number one seller and she's like I just want you to know it has been a cure-all it makes my feet feel better it makes my hands feel better it makes my everything feel better um and again, it's an interesting combination of oils that you've probably never even heard of, like mongongo oil and spinach seed oil. And all these things can, again, we, I worked so long to get this formulation so that it's something that is absorbing quickly, feels really good, and at the end of the day, makes a difference. And I joke, I put a little bit of mustard seed oil in my body oil, teeniest bit. If you put mustard seed oil on your skin, it would burn, it would irritate but that teeny little bit helps with cell turnover. So what does it do? It helps with dryness, it helps with dry skin bumps, and it, it makes the skin feel better. So. It's really
0: interesting how it all comes together. I have one uh, last little personal question, and that's just, you know, often if I'm ever given new skincare products or someone says to try something, I'm very hesitant because I'm worried that I'll, I'll be allergic. And especially with face, creams and things. I don't want to put something on my face and turn around and my face be bright red because it has happened. Um, So do you have any recommendations for how to kind of test out new products on your skin? Is it just putting a little bit on your hand or just testing out to make sure you're not allergic to anything or just make sure things
1: are safe for your own skin when trying new things? You definitely want to, if you are sensitive, you absolutely want to spot test. I don't use my hand as much I might use like an inner arm because your hand I mean think of like your hand is you know if the skin is so much rougher from the fact that it's purely overexposed um, my neck my neck is very reactive if I want to know if something's going to react I put a little bit on my neck and I'll know within minutes if it's going to be a problem you know because it is you know the the French say your face goes down to your chest you know that neck Is and it's something we forget about as we age. We take care of our face, we forget to take care of our neck, which will show age faster than our face ever will. So I definitely tell everyone to spot check. We use plant based products, but we do use some nut oils. I all, you know, some people are allergic. Um, some people, it's ironic, some people are allergic to mangoes, but our mango butter is from the nut of the mango, which some people are not reactive to. So again, anything you are concerned about, always spot test. You certainly don't, I mean, I know many people that have, like you said, red, I mean, some people, if they have a bad enough reaction, you'll have that demarcation for days of like that red line. And I would certainly never want that to happen to anyone. And we do sell Sample sets, teeny tiny little things where you literally test it on your skin before you embark on some large purchase, which nobody wants to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's really helpful for skin care, especially because if you do have sensitive skin and skin care can get expensive. So if you're going to invest in something, you don't want to buy this, you know, bottle of something that then you find out doesn't work for you. And there's so many things out there. It's hard to know. What and when. And you know, I think sample is a great, great
1: well, way. We do it. like even two different types of samples. We do a small one. So if you're testing truly like sensitivity. And then we have it was called starter core. We're changing it to a mini set and it's a half ounce. Because what that allows is a month worth of product. But here's here's the other thing. When you change skincare, no matter what you're doing, you're gonna have some purging, your skin's gonna have to adapt to this new type of skincare. So you might have breakouts, you might have issues, but they would resolve themselves within a couple of weeks. So at the end of a month, you're gonna know exactly how you feel about the skincare. And that's the great thing about a half ounce is you have a good month's worth of product. And then you're like, yes, I like this, I don't like this. And then you can then purchase full sizes. We're trying to take the risk out um, because we, if anybody understands sensitivity and yeah. especially, I was just writing today, I've been asked so many times about the sensitivity from now our new normal of wearing masks. Yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms.
0: That's a really good point. I haven't even thought about that. But I'm sure there's a lot of strange things happening to skin, because <laughs> of that. especially if you're a doctor or grocery store worker, someone who's wearing it all day long. That's a whole different thing than putting it on for, you know, 20 minutes here and there.
1: It, it, it will definitely affect your skin.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll be interested to hear what, what you find with that and what you have to recommend around that. So, cool. Yeah, I'd love to learn more about that. So, for anybody listening, if you're interested in checking it out, you can go to KindredSkincareCo.com to see any of their products. You are in stores in the Delaware area, I believe, mainly.
1: Well, we're all over the United States. We're also, uh, anthropology online carries some of our products, um, terrain. Um, we're in spas across the U.S. You, you know, we're in several different places. But like I said, even for people that aren't near a store, we feel like with our sampling, we can certainly help you find the right solution. And if you email, I think you know, info at Co.com, I will answer you. Yeah, which is awesome
0: because I think probably a lot of people have very specific questions or questions regarding. Specific allergies or use cases that it would be great to talk to somebody who actually knows, not just like read the the back of a label, like you have to do. So I would take you up on that.
1: Absolutely. We will answer. Awesome. Thank you so much, Francis. Thank you so much.